welcome to Locally Sourced Joey. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, a couple ways you can do so. You can reach out on Twitter or Instagram at Joseph Currency or leave a review on iTunes. Always appreciate it, even if it's just to say, hey, your podcast is terrible. Still appreciate you taking the time to share your thoughts. Joined today by good friend of the podcast, Annette, who lives out in Los Angeles and is doing tremendous things out there. We met performing karaoke, um, and if there was ever someone who could rival my ridiculous antics on stage, she is one of the few who can do it. So, Annette, thank you for hopping on and taking the time to chat. Let's go! If you're an ox, you should go to Oxford. Yeah. They're very accepting <laughs> That is true. I'm trying to set up my uh, my little home studio to sound not terrible, but we'll how see. cute are you with your little home studio? <laughs> I'm very cute. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I always say that, and people are like, "Oh wow, a home studio!" I'm like, "It's literally a microphone," and then I try to move the speaker. Like I've got you plugged in through my speakers, so it's a Pretty high tech. Yeah, it's real high tech. It's very hit or miss as to how the quality sounds. You sound like you're coming in pretty nicely, so good job. That's what she said. Hey oh. <laughs> Never too early. Oh no. I expect at least four that's what she says. Okay. At well, least. that's one. That's your challenge. Okay. Great. I'm sad that we missed most of us talking about spin class because there were some gems in there. So sadly, we didn't record that. Well, I don't want anyone to know that I spin, so okay. that's fine. Okay, that no, part I'm was just recorded, kidding. so that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's an odd thing I, like, to be. I posted a picture of my bike on Facebook the day I, I got it. I'm like, I got a spin bike. <laughs> what kind of bike oh. is it? What? What kind of bike is it? Like, it's what like, brand? It's, the brand is called Spinner. Okay. They have good. about four, like, consumer-level bikes that you can just go pick up. And, ironically, I bought it on Amazon. And they delivered it to my house. That is <laughs> but it, pretty fantastic. Yeah. And it's, like, their brand-new brand. It's called the, the A1. And it's... I don't know what the A stands for, but I'm going to say amateur, and <laughs> it's perfect. Like, I read all the reviews. It had amazing reviews, and everyone was just saying, like, this bike is a very professional bike, but this specific one is made for people who are beginners who don't need something really intense, and you won't regret it. And so I was like, that sounds like me, and I bought it, and I bought it with my tax return money. And it came the next week, and I've been working out three times a week since then. Very impressive. I'm I'm also impressed that you ha- you got a tax return because I did not. Oh, oh, I got a I got a I got the biggest tax return of my life. I I had to pay the most I've ever had in my life. So <laughs> I'm glad we're trending in opposite directions. Oh man! Well, you know what? Then we were meant to collide. Maybe really, what you wanted from me was some of my tax return. That's entirely possible. Although I did just get something in the mail that um, said I am going to get a little bit back from what I paid because I guess they had. I don't. I, I honestly don't know. It just said like, "Hey, you're based on like one of these three reasons, you're going to get a little bit of money back." And I was like, "Huh." Oh. <laughs> 
That's not you're right. like, thank you, government. Yeah, thank you, exactly. America. I feel slightly more justified now with my um, my recent purchase. I got some. I was I was listening to a uh, webinar, and the guy mentioned that he was a big fan of getting customized Converse shoes. And I was like, you know, Ooh. I do want some new chucks. Like, that would be nice. And so I kind of just, like, was playing around with one. And I'm like, man, this is so gaudy. I love it. Let's get it. And then, so, of course, I did. And then right after you order, it's like two days later, you'll get an offer from Converse. that's like, hey, 25% off customized shoes. And I'm like, but how many customized shoes do I really need? <laughs> so I just had the one. and it, it You really came. need one for every day of the week. That is true. On a Wednesday, you know, rock some maroon ones. Why is that? I, I don't know. I thought there was a reason. But... <laughs> no, because on Wednesdays we wear we wear pink. Duh. Yes, yes. Bon <laughs> <laughs> Joey, get with it. I know. I'm so sorry. Speaking of pink, we went to an event um, for Komen Austin because uh, my company works with them and. It was uh, a fundraising event, and also we received an award. It was a great event, a lot of fun, but the theme was uh, 60s retro glam. It was Mad About Pink, so kind of like a Mad Men theme. And neither myself or my coworker who attended had pink on, and I was thinking, and I'm like, I actually don't know if I own any kind of nice pink clothing. Like, I have a couple of t-shirts that are pink, but... If I ever needed to, like, get glamorous and dress up, I don't think I could supplement it with pink, so. Maybe. Well, I think you need to walk on over to Goodwill. I think I do. I used to live right next to a Goodwill store. I could have, literally could have just walked over. Now it would be, like, a four-mile walk, so. Missed opportunity. That's, I know. I guess I'll just have to drive there sometime. <laughs> Well, when I lived in Austin and I didn't have a bike, the la- or a, a car the last semester I lived there, I only had my bike. I biked all the way to the Goodwill that's down on, I think, 41st Street Okay. from from West Campus. It was a haul. And then I realized I can't even buy that much because all I have is a backpack. Oh, yeah. That's how I was in L.A. I never had a car the entire time I was out in L.A. You didn't? No. How did you survive? I, I would either mooch off someone else or my roommate had a car um i lived by myself for the first year and then i had a roommate the last year i was there and he would either drive me places or he'd be like yeah just take the car and i'm like oh great i felt like i'm one of those people that's like a grown adult and doesn't have a license it was very entertaining wow you didn't have a license no, I have a license. I got my license oh. when I was 16, but I felt like one of those people that's like in their mid-20s and can't drive anywhere. Although I guess I was Why driving sometimes. You so. were that. You don't have to feel it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for just putting me down. But the worst was grocery shopping, because usually... Because um, we met at karaoke, and occasionally... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, occasionally I would just like walk back from karaoke, because especially um, when I moved, I was pretty close to to uh, Bruco, which is where we met. Rest in peace, Bruco. They have shuttered, shuttered their windows, and yeah. I assume the other things that they have there as well. But um, Bruco was probably about a mile and a half from where I lived, but you had to, like, to walk there, you had to cross 
a fairly like non-pedestrian area <laughs> like where it kind of because there was a bus stop there and so it would like I don't know what the best way to describe this, but it's like it's sort of like the bus would have to like turn right a little bit to like get to the actual stop. But there was no crosswalk there. So you're kind of like, okay, is a bus coming? And then like, now I can go. And occasionally other cars would just turn there because they'd be confused or they were like, maybe I can beat traffic by like 100 meters here. And so it was very, very rough. But, you know, generally coming back more in the evenings, it was less traffic than during uh, rush hour. So we survived. We persevered. I had a story from this, but I don't really remember what it was. Oh, yeah. So occasionally I'd, I'd get groceries on the way back. Because uh, <laughs> little known tip that someone told me, and I actually don't know if this is true, but it seems like it might be, is that Ralph's in Los Angeles stocks their produce section like really late at night, early in the morning. So if you're ever you know, coming back from a night out or something and you're like, I was going to buy apples tomorrow, you might as well do it that night and you get the top quality freshly stocked produce. Well, fun fact. Yeah, but who is thinking about buying apples or vegetables after a late night out? I mean, really. I mean, maybe people just have, you know, some people are more organized and they know what their grocery needs are. Often I would just buy something because I was walking by it and I'm like, oh, like, I could use, you know, a, I don't know, a bag of almonds or something. Usually, <laughs> usually it was a better You'll purchase. You'll think of something that. that you need. Exactly. And occasionally, I would get more than I could comfortably carry. And so it would be, you know, like, or it would just be, like, I'd have, like, a gallon of milk, which is really a tough thing to carry and also carry other things just because it's so, like, you know, oddly proportional and so uh -huh. I'm like dragging this like you know handle behind me with like another bag and then <laughs> just you know a strong gust of wind comes and blows something away and it's it's you really you just needed those, those little grandma carts that you can wheel around with you exactly that's all I need or a roller backpack that's the dream but now I have a car in Austin so it's less good for you it's less stressful thank you I've had it for quite some time now, so it's not it's not a new accomplishment at all, but thank you. Just very very honored to be here. I'm very honored to be speaking with you. Yes. Yes. So are you are we talking to each other? Are you in your car right now? I'm in my car. Very I'm, I'm marveling I'm always at the, in my car. Yeah. I'm marveling at the sound quality. Um, which I'm sure once this actually gets posted, it'll sound terrible, but compared to some of the other calls I've had with people who are like actively at their computers wearing headphones where it should be like a, you know, decent quality. Very yeah, impressive. Yeah, well, it doesn't sound like I'm on a highway because I'm, well, I am on a highway, but I'm only going about five miles an hour, so the sound isn't very loud. Okay. Is that standard or is this extra bad traffic? Oh, no, this is just, this is LA for you. That's true. What are you on? I'm on the five going north. Oh, I never, well, I took the five a couple times, but it's definitely the least traveled, I think, of the California highways well, for me. Well, you were a West Sider, so True. you don't even know, you don't know anything about that East Side life. <laughs> I do not. East of Fairfax, I was like, get me out of here. Oh my God, you're such a snob. That's not true. I worked downtown, so I traveled. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I traveled. Wait, that's where I live. We're good. Okay. Excellent. I was. What so was the, I sound good. I sound. I sound. 
I sound amazing. <laughs> Jumped from good to amazing. <laughs> I was trying to think of some crappy place I went to eat all the time downtown, but I'm blanking on it. But yes, you sound wonderful. Um, a voice fit for commercials, which I think segues nicely into what you have been doing lately, maybe? Commercials? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, well. I'm a producer in LA, so I've been doing that for a while, and that's everything from like TV shows. Just did a movie last year that we're in post for. I even did a speakeasy theater event, so now I can add theater to my resume. But what I really wanted to focus on this year was doing commercials. Um, and so Jason, my boyfriend, who's a writer and director, and I partnered up once again on. Um, these collaborations, one of them was with a fashion designer who has a store downtown. Um, she was releasing her first wine. And then the other was with a jewelry designer who uh, just wanted a commercial to further her brand. She like weaves together metal to make her jewelry and she calls it wearable art. So both really artistic commercials and um, we them and edited them and delivered them all in the month of April. So it was really cool to do now have commercial under my belt. That's pretty awesome. And have you, have you seen it like on TV? No, our plan isn't to do television. We just wanted to create commercials that they could put on their website, that we could partner with some publications. Like we've had, uh, one of our shorts premiered with nylon magazine. So we just want to partner with some like fashion, forward magazines and have them premiere on their websites and then we'll probably just share through all social media after that perfect perfect i was i was imagining like if it was on tv if it would be i don't know if you've ever seen that thing you do that thing you do perfect yes (laughs) with tom hanks (laughs) yes with tom hanks and yes and many others so when they first hear their song on the radio i was imagining you know the first time you saw it (laughs) I guess online even, like you, did you, you know, run into a store, turn on all the radios and start dancing with <laughs> wooden carving cutouts, cardboard, that not carbon, that would be awful, yeah. <laughs> you know what, it's a really, not that I want to become a full-on commercial producer because I'm really in, in love with movies, but I bet people who produce commercials for the Super Bowl have that same experience where they get to see their commercial premiere on live national television for the first time in front of the biggest audience in history. That's got to be that same feeling, I'm sure. Yeah, it's got to be great. Unless the party you're at, well, assuming they're (laughs) at a party, maybe they're just watching a bottom slot, I don't know. But you know how a commercial ends and there's always like two or three every year where everyone's like, that's just stupid. Like that was dumb. (laughs) That would feel awful for that person. The biggest victory for me would be, that's really weird. And the commercial that accomplished that this year was the um, uh, baby monkey, baby puggy monkey or whatever. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I would agree. (laughs) I would have been proud to have produced that commercial (laughs) of all of them. And not the one with the puppies and the Budweiser that makes your heart jerk. No, not that one. The, the baby puppy yes, monkey. Yes, the, the Doritos one where they're, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I think my, my favorite one of this past year, I, I was a big fan of the, um, what, what, it was like opiate-induced uh, constipation or something like that, 
which what? was it was just like a guy who like I just thought it was really well done like I'm not saying I endorsed the product or anything or like really even know that much about it sure, but sure, it was sure, like sure, something sure, I had sure. never heard of so I was like oh this is like an interesting take on it and it was basically a guy who was constipated and he kept seeing all these reminders like in his daily life of like you know someone like coming out of the bathroom and like nodding at him like yeah that was great or like you know just like really like it was like really dumb but I thought it was like pretty funnily put together yeah um, that's I, funny I think my I love fa- funny commercials exactly I think my favorite one though was still the wiener dogs for uh Heinz ketchup running towards their uh their owners who were all dressed in like hot dog bun, bun suit yeah but <laughs> They, yeah. That one hit close to home. Commercials are great. Yeah. <laughs> They're awesome. Such a like fun meeting to play on with because like you have a goal to accomplish. Like you want to promote a product, but I think people these days don't want to hear the talking at your face. This is the best hot dog wiener in the world. They would rather just see something really funny with a story, and then it's like, oh, this times. <laughs> exactly. It's tell your story and then slap the logo on at the end. Exactly, wonderful. which is easy to do when you have a brand that's so recognizable, like a Gap or whatever. But for us, it was definitely challenging because we're working with brands that don't really have a lot of promotion behind them or recognition. They're local. And so you can't do that with them because then everyone would be like, well, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> so it was a good challenge to just figure out how to tell a story and like promote a brand. Excellent. And it was again you get to see the finished product uh, in front of you which is always great I've done a little bit of voiceover work in my day and thus far it's mostly been for things either not in America or I you know like for like a video game or something that's still you know probably a couple years away from actually uh, being released and even even then you know those are always like very minor things so it's not it's I I imagine it's got to be nice to see see the finished product in front of you and then get started on the next one because you never get to rest, right? No, no. Resting is for the week. Exactly. So what's what's on tap next or is it confidential? No, it's not. Well, what's next for us is the uh, feature that I mentioned that we're in posted. Uh, we just finished this latest cut with our editor last night and so we're sharing it with our group of producers and probably this month we'll be screening it in front of an audience to get some feedback, which is so exciting and yet so nerve-wracking at the same time. And Did you get hit by a car? It just, like, faded out. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't get No, I'm alive. Okay. I'm alive and well. Good. That's. I would hate to think I'm... Is, is that illegal to talk on your phone in California? Or no? It's illegal to hold your phone to your face. You have to wear headphones. Okay. So you've got your Bluetooth headset going on? <laughs> I just have my iPhone headphones plugged in. Oh, even better. Oh, yeah. Hands off. That's the way to do it. It's illegal at all in, in Austin, at least. I think in all of Texas, but at least in Austin, just to be on the phone at all, even hands-free. So. Really? Yeah. This was wow, a recently recently updated law you haven't visited in so long you gotta i know that's very true i haven't i apologize are you gonna have a screening down here for south by or just in general 
you know what? I know Sundance is like the best. That's like the dream goal to screen at, at that festival. But I want to screen at South by because I want to come back home and I want my family to be there and all of my friends like you to see the film. It would be it would just be so much more special to screen at South by versus anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Austin. <laughs> even even Austin Film Festival, which we could very, I mean, our film is going to be ready for that, so it's possible, but I think South By is, like, the dream for me. Yes, samesies. If I was, if I was <laughs> and we'll get together, something. and we'll yes. do another podcast. We'll do it in the same room. Yeah, the, yeah, the podcasts in the same room are generally the more well-received ones, so... You'll uh, you'll have to do some extra promoting of this one to get it up on the the iTunes rankings. Oh, I will. I will promote the heck out of it. Excellent. That's really all you can ask for. <laughs> There's some people I talk to who don't promote it at all, and I'm like, well, that was that was good. I mean, I've never regretted talking to anyone, so it's not like <laughs> it's not like oh, what yeah. a waste of time. But some days, <laughs> some days I'm just like, throw me a little promotional bone, but. <laughs> I'll promote. I'll promote. I promise. Excellent. Looking forward to it. So, how long have you been in LA now? I've been in LA for four years, five months, and two days. Oh, the exact date. <laughs> and what? Actually, I'm not sure if that's the right. Oh, well, you can't. But it yeah. was January seventh of 2012. Okay. That seems wrong, but maybe, <laughs> maybe that's right. I never said I was good at math. Okay, so roughly, roughly like four and a third years. Four and a third, exactly. Okay. That does sound less, you know, like awe-inspiring than the exact day, I guess. But we, uh... oh, this is a this is a really random tangent, but we were talking about babies at work the other day and um do you know the time that you were born you know what i don't but i bet my mom and dad know i don't know well there you go that's your homework assignment for the day because a lot of people didn't know they were all like oh, i was supposed to be born like at night but i don't know when i actually was <laughs> no one at my job talks like that i don't know why. i'm gonna make a guess and say that i was born between I was born around 5 a.m. on November 10th, and I'm going to text you later today, and I'm going to confirm that it was around that time. Excellent. I look forward to it. I was born at 5.14 a.m. on a Wednesday. So oh, my God. There you go. And I'm, Going up on a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> and Sorry. I may have been wearing pink. Who knows? Oh, well, you probably just came out in all pink. True, but, I mean, once they've, like, cleaned and dressed you... In your little baby gown. Then you kind of turn purple, a little blue. Yeah, and you got the little I don't red know, newborn spots. Newborn babies, they like come out and they are all sorts of colors. Yeah, and it's like you think there's something horribly wrong. It's like, no, this is just baby. <laughs> this is just baby. Yeah, this is baby. like man made. Exactly. Well, I guess man and woman made. There you go. Man and woman made. Human Sci made. Science. Yeah. Yeah, human made. Biology. <laughs> Are you merging off the highway? I hear a turn signal. Ah, dang. I'll, I'll, I'll just not use it. 
No, you don't have to not drive recklessly. We'll just guess. <laughs> we can. I'll guess which direction you're turning. You know you what would be a really fun visual? If you include my route on your podcast. Like a drawing of it? Like a, like a Google Maps route of where I, from point A to point B. Okay, we can make that happen. Yeah, I'll make it for you. Thank you. I'm, I'll put little I'll like on emoticons this. on it and stuff. Nice. And are you, is there really only one way to get to work or do you have like a lot of options and this is just um, the one you've settled on? There's totally different ways to get to work. I, cause I normally take the five north cause I live right off the five, but I could also take the 101 north and go by Universal Studios, but I don't take that route because the 101 is even worse. If I'm going five miles an hour on the five, I'm going two miles an hour on 101. That is impressively slow. I like it. I moved probably about close to a year ago now, I guess, but um, prior to me moving, I really only had like one way to get to work, and it was pretty you know, backed up as the five is. I think we'd probably go like 10 to 15 miles an hour, but it's technically a highway, but it has stoplights. And so, I mean, oh. you know this, it's the, it's the 360. You live here, you know these things. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm talking like you've never been to Austin. Um, but so now I live more south so I can, I have a couple different methods of getting to work where I can either hop on Mopac and take it to 360 or I can get off at Southwest Parkway, which is what I do, because that gets to drive through the little like Westlake and Circle C area. I think that's Circle C. I don't know. But, you know, the nice area of Austin <clears throat> with like lots of beautiful hills and everything. So the I'm a scenic route. Exactly. Yeah. It takes it. You know, it's a few miles longer, but it takes less time, which is always I, I feel like that's a very Texas thing is something, you know, it's like, oh, this is 20 miles out of the way, but I'll still get there 10 minutes earlier. Than if I it take is. The direct route, it so. totally is. I do the same thing. It's, it's just, it's, it's lovely. It's lovely. <laughs> you said something like two minutes ago that triggered a great thought for me, but I am completely blanking on it now. Something about being right by the freeway, but who knows? Oh well, I could tell you about where I live because it's kind of cool. Sure. <laughs> Um, maybe you heard about it when you were in LA. It's called the Brewery Artist Loft. Sure. We're on, we're on the five, like literally right next to the five and on Main Street. We're on the Main Street exit. So we're on the border of Lincoln Heights and downtown. Um, we're so close to the five that when I request an Uber, they try and pick me up on the five highway. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not on the five. I've like very clearly placed my pin in a specific strategic place so that you won't get on the freeway. And nevertheless, every single time I request an Uber, they go back and forth on the five. They just get on the exit. They come back around. They go back on the five. They get off. They get back on. They go around. It's impossible. And I've called Uber and I've told them, I, that this is a problem. You need to create a specific pin for my place for me, please. And they were like, no, just drop your pin. Like they'll figure it out. <laughs> and they haven't. So that's, that's a big bummer. But our place, the brewery is, uh, was originally built in 1902 
by Thomas Edison. It was a steam power plant. It powered all of downtown LA. And um, we live in this big warehouse that was abandoned until Pabst Blue Ribbon came in and they worked out of there for a while, which is why it got its name Brewery. And then uh, back in the 80s, these architects came in and made them into residences. So it's been an artist colony since the 80s and it's the biggest artist colony in the world. Wow. Yeah. And twice a year, Uh we open up to the public for free for the brewery art walk where all the participating artists open up their lofts so you can see where they live, how they live, and they sell their art. And we get like 10,000 people at each event. And um, we open up our loft for the art walk and we probably get about five to 600 people coming into our apartment. Wow. Do you have to provide like a a spread for them or do they just come in (laughs) to view? A a spread like, like food? Yeah. No, we don't. There's no, there is like food trucks and food vendors outside or whatever. So people come in with their food and their drinks or whatever. But um, no, we don't provide it. We don't provide anything but a beautiful home to look at. Excellent. And books to buy. That's all. That's really all you need. And was, you said it was created in 1902 by Thomas Edison. This is just going to be me throwing a little shot at Edison. Um, Did he actually create it or did he rip it off from someone else? (laughs) You know what? I'm not going to get into the political of this all. (laughs) I just recently read something about this. This is why. So it was like fresh on my mind. But yes. Don't I don't know. I I just know that it was um, it was designed and created and named after him in 1902, and there's renderings of this of the uh, of the building from 1902. But surprisingly, our floor on the third floor is all tunnels, mm. like four by four concrete tunnels that our cats love. But it's very weird architecture, and we're the only floor in the entire campus like this. And for a while, we had no explanation. We just lived in tunnels. That was, that was our home. And finally, like people who were coming into our place from, for the art walk, strangers that we've never met before, would tell us that um, the steam that was generated on the first floor would be pumped up through cables to the third floor that would wind through all of these tunnels. And the tunnels were created so that if a fire would burst out of this out of this electricity, the oxygen wasn't enough in the tunnels to um, help build the fire. It would just uh, extinguish it. Oh. I know. So you get to be safer, it sounds like, and you get to act like you're in the middle of a heist movie all the time oh my god it's yeah it's crazy i'll I'll send you a picture it's weird it's a very weird place <laughs> well it sounds I'm... spectacular <laughs> it's peculiar okay that's fair i also remembered what i was going to ask before it had nothing to do with you living by the highway but but uh you mentioned that you passed universal uh if you take the 101 so have you do you go to universal often I do not. Oh. I don't fare well in big crowds with crying children everywhere and 
$16 bottle of waters. Can't do it. I feel like Universal had less crying children because it was like a little <laughs> bit of an older scene. But I went um, to the Orlando version uh, with my girlfriend as, you know, adults going to Disney. And Aww. of course, Universal was necessary. I was kind of bummed because uh, the Hulk ride was closed, which I remember the last time I went to Universal, which was probably like 10 years earlier, was... Uh, they were saying like how the Hulk ride was like soon to be open and it looked so fun. And I was like, oh man, next time I go, I'm going to go on that. And then of course it was closed for renovations Dang. naturally. And they were opening up a King Kong ride, which looked kind of cool. But that was again, not open until the next year. So Dang. basically missed out um, on everything is the moral of that story. I went to Universal, I guess three years ago. My cousin came with her kids, and we spent the day there, and it was really fun because they were super excited about everything, which made me super excited about it all, and we had a good time, but that was three years ago, and I haven't been back, and Harry Potter World just opened up, and I really want to go. Yeah, you need to go for that. I'll probably be back soon. It's worth it. It is. You've been? Yeah. It was wonderful. How did you go? Because they have it in Orlando, too. Oh, okay. He went yeah. to the Orlando one. Yeah. The OG. Yeah, Actually, the OG is the California one. So it's weird that they didn't open it up there first. But I know. it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty, ter- like the the level of detail is pretty terrific. And uh, there's a lot of good, you know, HP references throughout. I, I'm assuming California is probably going to do it the same way, but it's uh, with Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios, you can take the Hogwarts Express like in between the two of them. And it's, yeah, very precious, very precious. I, to be honest, I was not a big fan of the rides, but I also uh, tend to get motion sickness with a lot of like lateral movement. And right. so the one, the three rides that they had were a dragon ride that was also there in California the last time I went to Universal Studios. It's like two roller coasters and they kind of like duel each other. So it's mm. like you're getting like super close. Um, and they uh, they've just like remade that and named it like the Harry Potter's Dragon Ride or you know like something like that. Um, <laughs> still an enjoyable roller coaster though, so I was like, that's fine. But the other two was um, a ride. Oh my god, why can't I think of his name right now? Hagrid's pet. The the, dra- the spider. The, no, the I. Uh, oh, the hound. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Anything. I don't know. Yeah, or I don't know. One of one of the no, the the little fledgling dragon he has. I think that's oh. what it was. Oh, I don't Buck's remember. Buckbeak, right? Buckbeak. Oh. Yes. That, that was like the horse dragon thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've read the books once. I clearly know my Harry Potter trivia very Yeah. Well. Seriously, um, you but would the, lose at Harry Potter trivia. Uh, yeah. I absolutely would, and I would not be surprised at all. But that ride was designed more for for kids, uh, and as a result of being six foot two, I did not enjoy it very much because my knees were basically up to my ears, just crammed into this tiny little seat. So I was not a fan of that. And then the big ride that is like the you know supposed to be the main attraction is essentially you like following the main characters on a broom. And so you're, like, sitting in a bench, but it, like, acts like it's a broom. So you'll, like, you know, be shot backwards and, like, burst and, like, your 
you get caught in a Quidditch game at one point, and then you have to help like save the save the entire castle. Um, but it just made me very like dizzy afterwards, and I was like, I'm sure that was fun. Like visually, it was great, but my goodness, I need to sit down and do one of these non-aggressive rides. So, was that a virtual reality ride? Uh, I don't think so. I know they had um. They had another one. I think it was like a Spider-Man ride where you were wearing some kind of goggles. But that might have just been more like 3D than virtual reality. Um, but it was... I don't remember what, like having to put anything on. So I think it was just a normal... Weird, yeah, I can't you know, do virtual reality. No. They scare me. They I make me sick. Same. They but make it, me sick. But it's taking over, so you got to get used to it. No, I will never... <laughs> I will never, I'll never go to the 3D movie. I won't go to a virtual reality game. I can't do it. Just can't. <laughs> I, I'm just too traditional for that. So what was your favorite ride at Universal then when you went? Um, Transformers was super cool. What was that one? That, I don't even know if I did. That one is like, you basically, from what I remember... You're in the in one of in one of the cars that's still a car that transforms into a transformer, but you're pretty much getting picked up by Megatron. He picks you up in your car, and so the whole time you're sitting in this car, it's jiggling and it's going forward and backward and whatever, and twisting around. And he's basically carrying you through the city. And so, of course, when you get approached by the villain, he's still holding on to you as a car. And he's fighting with this guy, and so you're seeing all of that. And then he's jumping off a building, so you completely are going um, vertical at that point. It was super immersive, and it felt so real. And visually, it was super cool. I loved it. I wanted to do it twice, but, you know, we waited three hours to ride it. So. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> so, no. Yeah, that's. I, I think the key is you've got to find the ride, like, when it's... Like, you need to have a plan for starters, and then you need to find the ride, like, when it's not hopping. Like, we did the, ro- or, what is it called? The, like, not the rock and roller coaster, that's Aerosmith, but the, I don't know, it's some, like the rocket roller coaster or something like that, <laughs> which is a very similar name. But I you, you pick a song, and then the song's, like, playing while you're riding. So I picked Stronger by Kanye West. Because I was feeling some hip-hop, and that was, like, the best one of the bunch. And it starts off, like, just you're just straight going vertical, like, straight up. And then Jeez. you go down and around. And I don't think it ever actually flips you upside down. Like, it comes close a few times, but um, it was not not too terrible. And we sat front row, um, and it was, since we'd gotten there, you know, early enough, it was, like, maybe, like, a 10 to 15-minute wait, and it was... Uh, it was enjoyable, and they apparently record a video of your entire ride too. So, which is just nice. like just awful to watch. Like you can watch a little preview of it. And it was just me, like kind of singing along to the song, like while I'm going, and I'm like, who would actually want to watch this? Like, would... <laughs> so you didn't buy it? No, did not blow the uh, the twenty dollars or whatever it was to purchase it. But I will give a shout out to the Mummy ride as well, which was I. Uh, probably my girlfriend's favorite ride of the entire time that we were there. Cool. I, I also enjoyed well, it as did well. Did you go to Animal Kingdom when you were in Cal- uh, Orlando? Yes. The Jurassic Park ride? Oh, that's the best one. 
It's so awesome. That it's one, so yeah, good. That one. Fun fact about that one. I'm just going to tell you a story of every single ride at Universal. Or, <laughs> or I guess that's, yeah, wherever that one was. But it was uh, at Animal Kingdom. We, uh, we had a band trip in high school where we went to California to play uh, in this oh, band. Oh, we did that? Yeah, and we, we had a bunch of free time, and so we'd go to Disney, and, like, one of the days it was, like, we were providing the soundtrack for a movie, which was kind of cool. It was, I mean, wow. it, it wasn't, like, for use anywhere. It was just, like, we're going to take the sound out. No, you guys are providing the sound. And we're like, yeah, that's so cool. And then, but we went on that ride seriously at least eight times in a row. And probably even more than that. Just because there was, again, there was no line. We'd get off and we'd just go. Like, they wouldn't even make us, like, do the loop again. They'd just look. They're like, yeah, there's no one in line. Like, you can just stay on if you want. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we'd be like, they have the big, you know, photo picture um, when you go on the the final decline and the giant Uh T-Rex. Spoiler alert for anyone who's riding. T-Rex, spoiler alert. I like how I say spoiler alert after I say what, (laughs) what the spoiler is. But, but so there's the picture, and you know the first time we're kind of like taken taken off guard. It's like, oh, that camera, you know, it got us. But then once we know where it is, we just start doing like various poses. Like one time we got on, and someone had left a Coke bottle there, so we made it like a Coke ad where like one guy's pointing at it, and everyone else is you know super happy, like because we're all drinking Coke. It's wonderful. Oh my God, Coke Coca Cola just got free promotion from you guys. They really did. It was like Peyton Manning dropping Budweiser. Uh, after the Super Bowl, that could have been like two hundred grand. I know, for you. I know, I blew it. And coupled with my voiceover work, my goodness, I could have made a mint. Let's hear your Coke promotion in your voice. Oh my Coke! Well, it's a different voice based off what I'm trying to do. Back then, it probably would have been really like uh, squeaky. From, I mean, those freshman year of high school, so there's probably still some puberty effects going on. So what, like? Coca-Cola. Yeah, Coca-Cola is great. It's <laughs> wonderful. I love it. But yeah, and I, I rarely drink Coke nowadays, so maybe that, that did it in. Yep, no more for you. I know, there goes my That's ads. good for you, you know? It's really good, not drinking soda. I know. Well, once I moved here, I was really into Dr. Pepper, because that's like the Texas thing, but... It really is. And I'll still have it periodically. But yeah, soda's just so terrible for you. It's like... Really, the only times I'll have it is if I'm getting something else where, like, a drink is included. And I'm like, well, I don't want this to go to waste. I guess I'll have. <laughs> I'm paying for a soda. I yeah, might as well get one. Exactly. I know. I do the same thing. It's rough. It's a rough life. Truly. Ruff, ruff. Truly rough, rough. Well. Are you at uh, work? I am. Am I holding you yeah. up right now? No, you're not, but I, I feel like we've we've chatted about some really cool stuff. I know. We've gotten all of our shameless promoting in. What are you promoting besides your podcast? Well, I mean, it's mostly you promoting your stuff, but I, I guess I'm promote, promoting promote, Coke. Promote. Yeah. Should what I happens? shamelessly be like, follow me on Instagram at Annette and Villa? Yes. Please do. I always ask what <laughs> what I the plan or like how to follow people. So there you go. Follow me, and if you really want to follow my cats, 
at Fitz and Chiquita. Do they have their own? Of or, course they do. Or together, like it's like they one, have one... an Instagram account together. Okay. Yeah. That would be a little. I mean, that's already a little, a little oh, much. It's a lot of work. Um, but yeah, if you had to separately do both of them. Oh no, they're together, and they just get you know single photos sometimes, but a lot of pictures together. But I'm a little bit obsessed, and so. I started an account for them. Very nice. Very impressive. Yeah. We'll have to... I'll, I'll put a link to there next to the Google map of how you get to work. <laughs> but, Perfect. But before you go, I'm going to make you sit outside in your car and make it even more awkward. Uh, we always like to end with a top three on Locally Sourced Joey. So we'll keep it relatively simple, I guess, since we were talking about commercials earlier. What are your top three commercials that you've ever seen? Oh my God, you're going to put me on the spot? Yeah. <sighs> okay. Number one would be Don't Make Fun of Me, a Zales commercial. And it was during their Love Rocks promotion where this guy gets up out of bed and he throws the string out the window and across the street and up the staircase and through a building to another place. And he has it tied to the ring finger of his girlfriend who was in bed with him. And he tugs on the string all the way, like 500 feet away. And she wakes up and she goes to look out the window. And there he is on the rooftop across the street. And he puts a ring on the string and he throws it down to her. And she puts the ring on her finger, and it's like, love rocks. It's so cute. <laughs> it's so cheesy, but I love it. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, let's see. Number two. Gosh, probably the... Um, God, I can't even remember if it's baby puggy monkey or what. The baby puppy monkey. And I don't even know if that's a Doritos or a Mountain Dew because... Oh, it might have been Mountain Dew, right. Yeah, yeah. But that one was so weird and I loved it. Okay. Um, I'll disagree with that one, but that's fine. (laughs) That's not one of your favorites? No, I thought that was so stupid. Exactly. It evoked like, an emotion out of you. But not, yeah, I guess. But not in a good way. I also don't like Mountain Dew. So I think that was Mountain Dew. Oh, my God. I but know. it's not about the product. It's about the commercial. That's true. That is true. Fair. Fair point. But, yeah, I was not a fan of that. I was just more like, eh. We'll move on. Um, And then number three. I don't know. I can't. I, I. I can't even think of one. <laughs> I can't even think of a, a commercial except for like <laughs> Flow from Progressive, and that's definitely not one no. of my top three. Flow is rough. She needs to go. Flow needs to go. <laughs> that's your new tagline. I like it. Well, I'll give you <laughs> to one. Overthrow of, Flow. I'll give you a great one. I saw then, which you can't even access anymore, which is sad. It was for. Uh, Toyota, which had a R-series kind of car. I don't know uh-huh. if that was the exact name, but it was something like that. And so you... 
it was an interactive YouTube commercial and you would, you know, it would start in the daytime and you'd watch this guy get into his car and go driving. And if you hit the R button, it would change to nighttime scene. And it's the same guy driving, but he's doing different things. So like in the daytime, he's going to pick up his kids from like a birthday party and like, or from school and like take them to a birthday party. And so they're in the backseat, like reading like a coloring book. But then if you push R, he's picked up. Uh, like these criminals and they're about to go perform a robbery of some kind and so he gets the you know like you can switch back and forth and it's like always at the same point in the video it's just like either night or day yeah so you'll like you know when the kid's looking at his coloring book if you press r it shows the guys looking at like the dossier for the mission of like who they're gonna bust and then the grand finale at the end the you know, the guys get captured and the kids go and have their birthday party. And then the guy drives away and he parks on the, you know, on the same parking lot, like on the roof of a building and gets out and walks like into the other car. And it's supposed to be like the R class for like all the things you do in life or something like that. And so it's just really like well put together. Um, but they, I can't find the actual video anymore anywhere. There's like a couple where it's someone posted like a video of them, like, you know, doing the video so you can at least kind of see how it works, but it's very, right. it's very well done. So good, good use yeah. of YouTube. Well, you know what? You reminded me of one of my other favorite. Boom. There you go. Number three. Cause it's like games, um, PlayStation where the guys are like fighting each other and they're like, it's such a perfect day. <laughs> I'm gonna spend it with you. And they're like in their cars and they crash into each other and it's going slow-mo as he's like tumbling in his car and yet they're still singing to this musical. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's so fun. Look it up. Excellent. I think I, I do kind of remember that. That sounds really familiar. So I'm assuming it's we're brilliant. thinking of the same one. And yes, I enjoyed that one as well. You better. Well- <laughs> <laughs> Your three favorites are actually my three least favorites. Um, that's uh, really well done. Awesome. Well, any final plugs for the listeners, or have you done enough with your Catstagram and your own? I feel Instagram? like I've done. I've done enough. Any more would be shameful, not shameless. Excellent. Excellent. Well, in that case, Annette, thank you so much for taking your your morning trip to work to talk and uh, be on the podcast looking forward to all the stuff you've got coming out well thank you joey for <laughs> spending my commute with me it was an honor and a blessing oh honor and a blessing excellent and remember what's a frog's favorite drink croca cola get after it today people oh my god <laughs>